Amen. Please be seated. The circumstances that surround John the Baptist's birth only pale in comparison to Mary's virgin birth of Jesus. Now, in those days, it was customary to name the son after the father. And so it would have been customary to name the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah after his father. But when it came to name the child, Elizabeth insisted that his name be John. And the father, whose voice was made mute because he did not believe the angel's message, that in his old age he would have a son born to him, he too made signs with a tablet and wrote, His name is John. Shakespeare famously wrote, What's in a name? But for the people of ancient Israel, a child's name held a high significance, maybe even going forth into their whole lives with great meaning about their heritage and who their family is. Diverting from from naming their son John instead of after their father meant that the life of this child was to be different, not to be directed by their family, but by God himself. Think of Abram's name changed to Abraham, or Saul to Paul. It's the same concept. God's hand was at work here with John, and the seal of his name, and this change, this name change, made effective by his circumcision on the eighth day, was the very custom. But we also have a custom, a sacrament, in the Christian church, Ours, however, is a circumcision made without hands and is instead a circumcision of Christ, whereby our sin-filled body flesh is buried with Christ in baptism and also raised with Christ as he is raised from the dead. And this is the result, the forgiveness of all of our trespasses and our lives being hidden with Christ I imagine that to some, St. Paul, who laid out this custom change from circumcision to baptism, from circumcision to a circumcision made without hands, would have been met with all sorts of reactions. Effectively, God moves on from the custom of Israel in order to establish the new custom of the new Israel, not the country but the status of Jews and Gentiles who together believe in Jesus. Baptism takes on the role of bringing all who believe under one name, the triune name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Luther's fourth question proposed in the small catechism on holy baptism then takes on a deeper meaning. What does such baptizing with water indicate? Truly, it indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. But who is that us that is contrite? Who is that us that repents? Who is the new man, quote-unquote, that emerges? In holy baptism, the answer to who uh, that is, uh, the answer to who that us is, and that who that new man is, is not limited 
by a select chosen people or people who want to associate with them by faith, as was the case with Israel in the past, along with people who came to them and wanted to join them, wanted to join Israel. Now, the new Israel goes out into the world, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And baptizing in God's name means that our names change on the day when we receive the circumcision made without hands and are made now by the circumcision of Christ, baptized by water and the word. Again, St. Paul writes about this exchange from circumcision to baptism and what it means to be renamed as Christian or as one belonging to the new Israel. To the Romans, he explains baptism as a burial. Think of your sins being drowned. And then think of being resurrected or resuscitated back to life, just as Jesus was raised from the dead. It's a miraculous gift. And St. Paul concludes that just as Christ was raised, we too may live a new life. Zechariah's son's new name, John, means Yahweh or the Lord has been gracious. And this new name is synonymous with our new name. That in holy baptism, God has given his grace to us. Our new name and new life from baptism makes us a part of the new Israel, children of God. Our eyes now begin to close on Advent, but they will open anew on Christmas Day. And as God masterfully buries us to one thing, He is quick to resurrect us in another. Our whole lives are wrapped up in Christ's death and resurrection. So all we have to add to God's gift of new name, a new life, a new birth, is Amen. Amen.